So hit the subscribe button and join me in this journey. <laughs> it's not going super well today, but nothing like editing. Hi everyone, welcome to Mind Bloom. This is your podcast, your YouTube channel on personal finance for survivors. So if you have been through a major hurdle, say a divorce, job loss, a pandemic, um, a prolonged illness, come sit down, join us today. We're going to be talking about credit card debt and we're here to help you tackle your debt, your personal finances and thrive. Also, let me stress that I offer free personal finance uh, planning sessions for you. So we will get to sit down, you come on YouTube or on the podcast with me, you unveil your personal uh, goals, your struggles, and we'll sit down and walk through it together. So I have my co-host here with me today. Hi, James. How are you today? Hello. <laughs> I love your you hellos. Doing? I love your hellos. Do it again. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's starting to sound like Mrs. Doubtfire right there. <laughs> Got to be careful that we don't get a, uh, a like a strike against us. If I sound too much like Robin Williams, they'll be like, "Wait, nope, can't show that." Exactly. Um, copyright strike right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. How have you been? How was the week for you? Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm uh, still up and kicking. I've got uh, good plans. I was making uh, for for uh, upcoming into the fall so pretty happy amazing yes i heard about i heard something about traveling very exciting and one of the nice parts about working remotely is that i can do that and i can still feel productive today we're talking about credit card debt and what you can do to pay it off faster and also how to stay healthy mentally healthy while doing so it's very very hard to tackle your credit card debt it's and on the contrary it's very very easy to fall back into debt so stay tuned for more so james if you had one word i'm just going to put you on the spot if you had one word or one phrase that comes to your mind when you're thinking of credit cards and credit card debt what would that word be <laughs> one one word uh <laughs> reality oh no <laughs> <laughs> uh there's there is absolutely the tendency to think that uh you know when you get your check in you still got that money and then you still got the credit card as though it's two different bits of income you have but really yeah. it's not if you're not careful catch up to you oh my gosh and this idea that a credit card works as an, as an emergency fund, right? It says, oh, I got I got like $3,000 available in my credit card. If something happens, fingers crossed, nothing does. But if something happens, I can, I can dive into my credit card, right? I am guilty of having felt that way, having thought that way. We kind of rationalize things, right? Oh, I can't. What am I going to do? It's the interest. Is it better to put it in a savings account where it only yields 4% interest? Or is it better to um, don't do anything and then use your credit card when you can, when you need it? It's very confusing, right? So definitely better to just, I don't know, cut them up. Have you ever cut up a credit card? I have after I close one. You have, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've stopped them absolutely before, so um, didn't need them. 
Yes, I've closed accounts as well. Um, I've closed an American Express account uh, credit card. I was uh, so annoyed by them and their notifications and they're just calling up and and, and I just um, I wasn't even owing anything. I just I was just sick of them. So I closed that and then I realized that that dinged my credit score because it decreased the amount of time I had credit open. It also decreased the the amount uh, that I could borrow versus the debt that I had accrued. So that just confused everything. So I don't close the accounts anymore, although I'm tempted to do that at, at some point and just like go cold turkey on all the credit cards, but I'm not there yet. I wanna buy a house in a year or two, so I want, I want to build my credit. I don't wanna kinda, yeah, play with that at this moment. Don't give them the interest rates. Don't pay extra. They're already charging merchants. They're making their money. Uh, so exactly. uh, try to use it just for the credit, like you were saying, right? And you were telling me before you started, before we started recording that you um, do have a credit card, you use it, but you don't, you pay your balance in full every month. I try to, absolutely. And, it, and um, it's, it's one of those things where I look at the benefits of having the card, I try to get ones that would have no annual fees, or if they do, I can get rid of it by meeting certain very reachable objectives. Yeah. I try to get ones that have good value to like cash back. And so actually with the credit card I have now, I've made more money from it than I've paid in interest. Amazing. That's the goal. I pay it off very quick so that does not accrue. And I try to read the little deals because you can get caught. Uh, a lot of them are different. Nobody really wants to read terms and conditions. Uh, for instance, with balance transfers, are they going to get you later? You think you're okay. Yeah. And, oh, look, you're going to be saving money for a while. And then, oh, small print. Nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're definitely going to talk about balance transfer credit cards today. We're going to talk about three things. So one is look at minimum balances and what you can do to pay a little bit more than that minimum balance every month, uh, that minimum payment every month. Then we're going to talk about debt payment methods. Um, I'm sure they're all around. You've probably heard them uh, already, but it's never too much to repeat what, what they are and to give you recommendations for what you can do. And we're also going to be talking about balance transfer credit cards uh, or debt consolidation, you know, kind of things that you can do or maybe you shouldn't, but that's what we're going to be talking about today things that you know show some movement around uh, paying off your debt may not be helpful may be very helpful in the in the present moment but may come back to bite you later on let's talk about making your minimum payments every month so if we're not doing what james was telling us to you know, you make a purchase, you pay it off immediately. You accrue the cash back or the traveling points, uh, whatever it is that the credit card gives you, right? You accrue those benefits, but you pay off your balance in full at the end of the month, at the end of the of that period, and and you benefit from it. So you take the advantages and you run with it. And you do that consistently month after month. If we're not doing this, if debt has caught up with us, let's imagine you have $1,500 in your balance and something happened, you had to replace a tire, uh, you, you end up only paying $1,000. So you have those 500. That's already gonna destroy 
all of the benefits you were thinking you were going to accrue because the credit card interest is, for instance, and especially now that the Fed keeps raising interest rates, your credit card interest is probably at 28%. So if you got a 2% cash back, it's 2% versus that 28% you already lost. So the next month you have that $500 balance, the next month you're going to be hit with 28% on that amount daily, daily, 28% on $500 on day one of the month, on day two of the month, and it compounds that interest compounds, meaning that the second day of the month, you're going to be uh, charged interest on the $500 plus the interest, the 28% interest that it accrued. And then on the second day, on the second day, and then on the third day, you're going to be charged interest on the $500 plus the interest of day one and of day two. And on day four, so and like this, on and on and on and on. And by the end of the month, I, I haven't done the math for this one, but instead of having $500 to pay, you'll have $500 times 28% times 30 days. So that's what we're going to be talking about uh, today. Um, I hope I don't extend myself too much. Um, that's what editing is for. The idea. So let's say let's say now you're now you're in a in a hot spot because you didn't pay those five hundred dollars. So the bank issues a minimum payment for you for that month, which is say. $30. I'm just making it up. So you're going to feel, okay, I don't have the $500 right away, but I will pay the minimum payment and that's going to be okay. The minimum payment is $30 and you pay those $30. But what we're going to be doing today is the math on whether you are really paying that minimum payment because once the interest comes in, it's going to be over the $30. So let's put it in other words. You need to find out what your monthly interest is going to be that month. All right. And to do that, you do an easy calculation. You're going to divide your APR, your monthly interest on your credit card by 12 months. So let's say you have an interest rate of 16.99% on your credit card. That's what they charge you daily for borrowing money. You're going, to you're going to divide that by 12 months and you're going to come up with a number which in this case is 1.415%. So now let's say, forget about the $500 example I was giving you, but let, let's say you have a more formidable um, balance. You, have, you owe $16,000 on your credit card. You're going to multiply that to find out your uh, monthly interest, so how much you're going to be hit with interest that month you're going to multiply those $16,000, that balance, times 0.01415 because we want to come up with a, with a number, not a percentage, so we need to add the zeros. 0.01415. And that's going to give you, that's going to return to you $220 six dollars a month that is uh the interest you're going to be hit with by the credit card institution at the end of that month 
if you have a balance of $16,000. And if your APR is, like I said, as an example, 16.99, which these days is mo more likely to be around 28 or 30%. So let's say the bank issues a $30 minimum payment. So you pay the $30 and you feel like you did a good job. And I mean, it's not terrible, but at the end of the month, you are still going to owe whatever the balance was after those 30 bucks that you paid, plus these $226. So my advice to you in this case, if you, if you feel like you have a mountain of debt that you can't really move, you, you, you're treading water only, well, it's because of this, it's because of the compound interest. So you will want to find out this interest, this monthly interest you pay a month and pay it at least that amount. So you want to pay not the $30 that they ask you to pay for, but the $226. Maybe make it $250. Now that, that means you're past the moment of treading water. Now you paid more than the interest you're going to be charged at the end of the month, and that is making some progress. So that would be my first tip for you. Let me know in the comments if you found this useful or if you've used it. And let's go to tip number two. So James, you have something to tell us about balance transfer credit cards and I wanna hear what it is. So what I was talking about at least initially with uh, like reality, there, there's an illusion when you're doing balance transfers that you have gotten yourself above water and you're going to be okay for a while and you've gotten rid of some debt. Maybe your credit score even went up a little bit because you opened a new line of credit. The one card went down, the other one went up. And if you caught a deal, which most uh, balance transfer cards are going to have deals for you to bring over your balance from another one, you'll, you'll think, Oh, okay. So uh, I don't have to pay for a while. But what you need to really be careful of is that those companies are trying to make money just like the other ones. And they are actually in, and the agreement for most of them are going to be accruing interest from the day that you've opened the account and transferred the balance. They'll probably even have a little fee to start with, yeah. like $25 to go on, on there right off the bat. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you know, at the end of their term, whatever it was, it was like six months or 12 months, zero APR. Uh, well, when that's over, they're going to hit you for the interest on the whole amount, most likely from the day you start. Mm -hmm. And then it's just it's it's a little bit of an illusion that you're you're taking care of it. You're not. You're actually opening yourself up potentially to even more credit card debt in the future if you have multiple cards. It's lovely that you mentioned this idea of illusion versus reality. We're we're our, the reality is that we're we're stuck in this debt peril and we want to get rid of it as as soon as we can. We're seeing these high percentages, 28% APR, all of this, and it's coming from everywhere, and we want to do something. So refer to our video on mental health and tackling your debt. I think it's very helpful, and there's a moment there when I say that one of the things you can do and you should do when tackling huge amounts of debt is do nothing. And the credit, I give the example of the balance uh, transfer credit cards, 
you want to do that. You want to go on Credit Karma and immediately see what you can do, what your options are, and you immediately enroll in this program that's going to give you 18 months of 0% APR. But remember that, like James was saying, immediately you're going to be hit with a fee. It's either a numeric fee, $25, $50, but it could also be a percentage of that debt. So 3 5% is usually what they'll charge you right off the bat. They'll take that immediately uh, or they won't take it. They will add it to what you owe. They will add it. And it gives you the illusion, like, like James was saying, that you're doing something. You're thinking, okay, I took action. I did something. And for the next 18 months, I don't need to pay this or I'll just pay those minimum payments that I was telling you about, the 30 bucks every month, and I'll be okay. I can breathe. But remember, you are going to be hit with those, let's say, $226 a month from the day of inception of your credit card balance transfer. Let's talk about the third thing you can do is follow one of these three methods to pay off your credit card balances. And this works uh, obviously not just for credit card balances, but personal loans, I mean, your mortgage, anything, any debt you owe, you owe your, your uncle, this will work for, for that as well. Um, student loans, we have an episode only on student loans and what to do if, uh, you know, in September and October of 2023, you're gonna restart payments. So what you can do in that regard. But there's three methods out there. Number one is the snowball method. And that is the method uh, that is advocated by Dave Ramsey my personal hero, I have to say. And uh, the debt snowball payment method implies that you are going to, first of all, so first of all, none of this goes without pain and suffering and a lot of awareness and just, you know, realizing the place where we are. It's like a 12-step program. First, you have to see where you're at in this journey and that you're in a, a mess. Let's just put it that way. So you're going to list all your debts in this case of the snowball method. You want to list them smallest to largest and you start tackling the smallest. So let's imagine you have a $500 debt to your like I said your uncle. You have 1200 on a credit card. You have uh, 2500 on a separate another credit card you have a student loan debt of $17,000 so you're gonna list them the way I just did and you're gonna tackle the first one first the $500 to your uncle what does this mean it means that once you're done with the $500 to your uncle you're gonna transfer those or the effort of paying those $500 into paying the following card, which is $1,200. And once you're done with the $1,200 card, you're gonna transfer all that effort and momentum into the $1,500 card, and so on and so forth, until you tackle and finalize uh, tackling the student loan debt. This gives you, according to Dave Ramsey, and uh, I've tried it, it's, it's true, this gives you lots of momentum and lots of motivation because you'll see, starting by the smallest one, you'll see things disappearing off your list of debts 
and it feels so, so good. So remember to celebrate every single time. Once you pay that, five, that first $500 debt to your uncle, celebrate. Take yourself out on a walk, on a little ice cream, uh, not a shopping spree, no Target, nothing like that. Just celebrate. Call a friend. Uh, have you know? Have a little evening of Netflix. Uh, just celebrate. That's really important. Now the second method, which is advocated by everyone who wants to spite Dave Ramsey. <laughs> uh, some say it also works. It also makes sense. I have to say, in it within Mind Bloom, you just go with the one that works the best for you. So the avalanche method works differently. So you're still going to list your debts, but you're going to tackle the one with the highest APR, with the highest interest rate first. So let's say you owe, you still owe your uncle those $500, but he's not charging you interest because he's nice. He's your uncle. He could, but he's not charging you any interest. Then you have that that uh, credit card at $1,200 with an APR of, let's be very optimistic these days, of 16.99%. So you're going to list all of this data. Then you have another credit card at, what did I say, $2,500 on that credit card. And that interest rate is 27% and so on and so forth. You have at the at the bottom of the list, you have your student student loan for $17,000, but it's only a 3% APR or 3% interest rate. So you're going to list these debts and you're going to, at this time, you're going to rearrange the order uh, that you tackle them and you're going to pay the one with the highest APR first which is the credit card at 17% APR. And probably I'm missing, I'm messing up all the numbers, but you get the idea. So at this, in this method, using this strategy, you're probably gonna put your uncle's debt, your debt to your uncle at the, at the very bottom of the priorities. You're still gonna tackle your student loans before you pay your uncle, poor guy. <laughs> so this is where I say, you know, you have to actually evaluate who it is you owe the money to and really how your mind works. If you feel really motivated, I certainly do, by the idea of just getting rid of the, these $500 and getting rid of these awkward dinners, like Thanksgiving dinners with your family and your uncles looking at you and you know you owe him money, he knows you, uh, uh, it's just, uh, just get rid of that first, even though there's zero APR in this case. So kind of play with who you are, how you uh, work out your problems in your mind and see what works best for you. But this is the avalanche method. Now there's the rage method, which I just invented. And it's uh, the rage method because you wanna tackle, in this case, the one that unnerves you the most, <laughs> that gives you the most uh, ickiness 
and just just this 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 terrible feeling this terrible anxiety in your chest and that's the one you really want to get rid of first doesn't matter what the amount is it doesn't matter what the apr is you just want to get it out of your hair and never ever have to look at it if it's a credit card you may just cut that card that's actually what i did with the american express I was icky by it. I just despised those people. So I just, I even cut it and got a ding in my credit card, but I prefer that in my credit card. I'm sorry, I got a ding in my credit score, but I, I, I prefer that to having to continue staying a client of um, American Express. Um, so in this case, let's imagine you really have this peeve against the the $1,200 credit card. You just despise these people. You can't stand it anymore. Despite uh, despite the APR, despite the amount that it is or the, the priority it occupies in your list of debts, you just decide that's the one you want to go with first because it enrages you to have that debt. Well, I invite you to do that. I encourage you to do that if that makes you feel better. And once you're done with those $1,200 uh, in your credit card, then, you know, rearrange and regroup your list of debts. Maybe you want to do the $500 uh, to your uncle. Maybe you want to tackle your student loan debt. It's up to you. Um, I want to emphasize that this is really a lengthy process or can be a lengthy process and we don't have to stick with one method for the entirety of the time it's what works best say imagine we we got a a, a raise at our jobs imagine you know we changed jobs imagine we we lost our job so you, you really want to assess and prioritize as you go really james what do you have to say about this have you tried any of these methods before you know, it's funny. I think I've tried to rage one, but uh, I never knew that was a name for it. Yeah. Until, I... until you told me right now. And you know, I think that's a great idea too, just to be able to say that you've accomplished one. Like the, the snowball method is is great uh, in, in a lot of ways just to knock something off. But then I think if there is one that is going to make you feel uh, that sort of extra motivation for getting all the rest of it done, then yeah, knock it off. I have, uh, for some of my school loans, I was lucky enough to get a co-signer, a family member for uh, like the last semester for a um, part of it. And that's the one I want to go for first. Yeah. It's not really rage, but yeah. it's just because that way that person is no longer co-signed with me and having any sort of responsibility. Exactly. So it's not rage, it's more like peace of mind, right? We, yeah, there you go, yeah. We would call it the peace of mind method, which which works as as well as good as rage, really. It's 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 kind of it's activated in the same part of the brain. You just want you just want to sleep well at night. Yeah. When you put your head in the pillow. <laughs> and whether whether it comes from cutting up a credit card and yelling at it or just Throwing it into the waves. To the peacefully. ether. Exactly. It, it all helps. And again, celebrate as you go. If you get rid of that icky credit card that's that's annoying you, that, that you feel enraged by, celebrate it. Call us, email us, leave a comment. If you're listening while driving in your car uh, as a podcast to this episode, let us know. We'll, we're we're going to be thrilled to to hear from you. So, James, what are you looking forward to next week? 
Uh, so next week, as we were alluding to earlier, I've actually got the uh, my credit card is paid down pretty good. So I'm going to be uh, taking advantage of a couple of deals to try to uh, fly to Europe in, uh, in, I think, September. I can work remotely a little bit, but I get to go visit a friend, check out all of Europe. Who knows? Maybe if they have better interest rates there, I'll uh, just go ahead and move. <laughs> They don't have they don't have any better interest rates. No, I moved. I did the other traveling uh, the other way. I moved here because they have much better interest rates over here. <laughs> I see. I appreciate your Eiffel Tower in the background. I love it. It's beautiful. And the good thing yeah. about Europe, there's many good things about it. But one is that you can just jump on a train, visit another country. You can be in another country in two hours or in 30 minutes. I don't know. That's good. Uh, I would like to remind you, since you brought it up, though, with this background, that just because you have transferred the balance on one credit card to another, uh, you still have that amount to pay. It's not a good idea to all of a sudden say, oh, I can afford that ticket to Paris. Yeah. Or what? <laughs> Maybe. I'm always going to have a point to my background. I'm gonna, sometimes I'm at the dig for it, but I'll find it. Yes. I was speaking with a client the other day, and they, uh, you know, we, we were putting the their financial situation in order as much as possible. And um, they were telling me they got a HELOC on their property, and they um, were just so excited that all of a sudden they had $40,000 sitting in their accounts that they took a trip to Italy and they spent all <laughs> of the 40k on a three I think three week uh, trip in to Italy <laughs> so now they have $40,000 on their mortgage they got a second mortgage uh, because they were going to, I think they did some renos as well, a couple of renovations, but then they were just so excited. I mean, hey, we got this free money all of a sudden. So now they're working with me to fix this. And the fixing, you know, is going to involve uh, a mixture of the snowball method, the avalanche method, and I'm betting the rage method at this point because now they're, <laughs> they're enraged at this HELOC. Um, so if you want to get a, a free financial consultation with, with me, uh, and we're going to record it, we're going to teach others, you know, your recordings, your, your situation is going to help others not to be in the same situation or, or help them to get out of a similar situation. Um, uh, follow the link in the comments below and just click on it. It's free. Book a time with me and I'm happy to, to chat with you about your situation. And as always, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel and share the word. That would be so, so helpful. James, do you have any last minute takeaways? Uh, you know, I would just, uh, I know some of the, uh, the dumb things that I've accidentally purchased with the credit card. Uh, let's, yeah, let's hear some of the dumb things you put on a credit card that you wish you would have never had. And then you just saw it on a statement later. You saw it pay it off. Speak with all of you next week. Have a great week, everyone. Stay in touch. We will see you very, very soon.